Yo, 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 Thought Warriors, what is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. It's me, Rachel Lindsay. D- what? Oh, you're about to say something. <laughs> oh, you're no, about to jump no, in no, here. No, no. Don't try to, don't try to a, pass over the, oh, that you were just stuttering to get to your first statement. <laughs> I got a question for you. I was just thinking What's about up? this. Do you think Siri is a freak? Van, I can honestly tell you that's a thought that's never crossed my mind. Never? I don't talk to Siri enough. Do you talk to her often? All the time. So, and she has different like, reactions based upon, like, who I ask her to call. I just find Siri, using Siri, pure laziness. Why is it pure laziness? Because it's, you ask, people, you ask her to call people for you, right? Hmm. How long does it take you to just go through your contacts and click the person's name? A lot longer than it does to ask Siri? I, I just about? don't use, I just, I, it doesn't even cross my mind to use Siri. I never use Siri. I don't even know if Siri's connected to my current phone. Do you use your AirPods a lot? No, because they die too quickly. I have my AirPods in all the time, right? I'm don't they die quickly? I don't know what kind of defective AirPods you got, <laughs> but my AirPods, they work just fine. So I have my AirPods all the time. And so when you mm-hmm. have your AirPods in, all you do, all you do is you say, hey, Siri. And, and then she says, what up? And then you say, call whoever. And it took and like it's it's a lot simpler actually. Do you voice text too? Do you do Mm-mm. all that kind of nah, stuff? I don't do that. I don't do that. That's like I just, just. But I only I only call a couple of people, so it's like it's easy. Like hey Siri, whatever. But what I'm saying is that Siri acts differently based upon who I tell her to call. I think Siri is a freak. Give me an Isn't? example. So I tell her be like, hey Siri, call my mom. She says, one second, and she'll call my mom. I'd be like, hey, Siri, call Jesse Williams. Okay. I'm like, Siri, what's wrong with, what's, what's your thing? Like, you like Jesse? They'd be like, hey, Siri, call my brother. Like, one second. I'd be like, yo, hey, Siri, call Trey Songs. Okay. Siri, like, Do you I, really I, have Siri calling all these people? Do you want us to know you, you, these are your friends? Or does, or are you just giving examples? I'm giving examples. Okay. <laughs> Jessie, I never know what you, man. Oh, like Jesse, I do. I know Jesse really is your friend. That's yeah, why I Yeah, we're producing uh, Two Distant Strangers. The trailer is dropping today on Complex.com. But mm-hmm. I really have noticed recently, and I'm being serious a bit about this, that Siri has different reactions based upon who I ask her to call. You don't, you don't fuck with her at all. You don't fuck with Siri. I don't. So I really can't answer this. But try, what does Siri do if you're like, call Rachel? I don't know. I could try it right now. you don't Let's tell see. her to. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see right now. Let's see what Siri does. Let's see. Because you not you might not be hot this to is Siri it. This like is that. so. This is so in your head. Go you ahead. Might not, you so might not I, be hot to Siri, Siri like that. Siri ain't the freak. You are, Van. That's you, really what's happening. You actually, you actually might not be hot to Siri. Siri might not be fucking with you. Like that. Like, it's, it's true. Watch this. Hey, Siri. Mm. Hold, on. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Hey, Dan. Call Rachel. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. It's like a dagger to the heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to change it. I got to change it because I don't have you saved on Rachel. Hey, Siri.
Hey, Siri. Hold on. Maybe I asked her with too Siri, much Siri's a little shy today. I okay. think Siri, did I insult Siri? Let me ask you again. Hey, Siri. Call RL. See? Dry. That's you. I got you saved under RL because I got I know too many Rachels. <laughs> you got two um, different numbers? What? <laughs> you got two different numbers? That that wasn't my regular number that just called you? <laughs> no. Man, what's going on today with the with the internets and stuff like Actually, that? Actually, no, no, it's right. It just didn't pop up with your name. It only popped up with your phone number. I mean, just the number. That's... Weird. Something's happening today. Anyway, do, do, do you think that computers? I don't even think I have, have Siri set up. Hi, Siri, hey Siri. Yeah, use Siri Nothing. real quick. I don't have well, it. You don't have, I, I tell but you. you have Siri on your phone. It comes on your phone. Do I have to press? A, don't you have to set it up though? Like enable no. Siri. Do you have to enable it, or does it come? Jackson, are you going to jump in here and tell us about like this is the oldest beginning to a podcast that we've ever <laughs> had before? Like with something like my mom and my dad. Jackson, do you yeah. have to you have to enable Siri? You do have to enable Siri. And funny enough, I don't use Siri either. Yeah. Ah, who asked you? Like, so maybe it, it's you, a generational you did. thing. Like, I didn't ask you <laughs> if you, you use Jackson. Siri. Exactly. I, whoa, 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 stop. Exactly. Bullshit. <laughs> I never asked Jackson if he used Siri. Never. You not, not implied once. that by asking for his input just now. I asked him if you have to enable Siri. It's a bright. I never asked him if he. I couldn't care less who Jackson uses to make his calls. But never. you know what, Jackson? If you had said Siri was a freak, he would have cared. I think she is. <laughs> and there's and by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. Like she uses different voices. Like she uses different voices. Sometimes she says, "I'll be right back with that." Like, but sometimes she's like, "Okay." She uses different Man, voices. She never, she never talks to you like I, that. I'm not. She never talks to you like that. You don't even. Use I her. use Alexa more know? than I use Siri. Oh, Alexa, definitely a freak. A def, uh, like a, Alexa is a sex positive woman because she controls the lights. Alexa, not in my house. Alexa, that's because ain't no ain't no sexy shit happening. That's because you live in a puritanical that's, home. So that's like, very but, true because my husband is here. Right, but you know, the, even the vibe is not in there. When I come home, Alexa be like, "Hey, Captain Sexy is back. Dim the lights thirty percent." You know what I mean? Alexa, you live in this world. <laughs> I can't. It, it's a true situation that Alexa, Alexa definitely is a sex, sex positive woman. So they, these are sex positive digital women. By the way, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why are they both women? How come it's not? Is this? Is that like? I think you can them? change it. Can you? To who? I think my I, my my Alexa. I mean, my Siri used to be a British man. No, hell no! I don't want that. No, no. What? I think you can change it. I think I you can no, change it. No, I don't. You, can, you you definitely can change it. Yeah. That was well, the the point was you could change it. But see, the point is, it comes with that. Like, how? What if I don't want? Like, I, what if I want? I don't know. Like Tanisha, or something like that. That would actually be Tanisha, if I had a black woman that was in my phone, like, mm-hmm. arranging stuff, I would be mm-hmm. way better at keeping stuff organized. It would be completely different. Because even the the power of the voice... I, I like, feel that. And, it, and also, but I, see, the problem with having a black woman's voice is I don't think that she could stay neutral. Like, it would be like, hey, Tanisha, call Charlemagne. You think you need to talk to him again? You've been on the phone <laughs> with him all day long. 
<laughs> like, ain't there something better you could be doing with your time? My but bad. See, yeah. She would keep you in line. She definitely would. She definitely would. Hey, Tanisha, think about that. call Rachel. Who is that bitch? Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know shout out to the sisters this episode is brought to you by Atlassian Atlassian software like Jira Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great but together we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. Um, a uh, uh, crazy couple of days in news, <laughs> Rachel. How are you giving yourself breaks? How are, how are you giving yourself breaks from all of this crazy, terrible shit that's happening in the world? I'll be honest. I'm not really doing a fantastic job at it. Mm. I, I'm really just burying myself in work and working out. That's really it. So working out is working out is an incredible way to take breaks, by the way. It is. But I'm really just working, working, working and not paying attention to it. So like, I'm just trying to escape the reality of all of that. So I'll, you know, I'm still binging Grey's Anatomy. I'll watch my housewives. I'll work Mm -hmm. out and I'll work. That's it. I'm trying to stay away from the news because it's just becoming overwhelming. It's a lot. I'm I'm tired. I'm just tired of it. Can we move on to the next chapter? You know, how are you? What are you doing? Uh, Well, therapy is helping me. I did something today um, in my somatic experiencing therapy today is called a body scan. Now, this is new, right? Isn't this like cutting edge? Aren't this you, is, can you tell me you were... This is the therapy of the therapy here. Like, we're getting okay. deep into it. It's me and Abby. These are my therapists at one-to-one, okay? So I have, shout out to Coley as my regular therapy. And then I have Jim, who's my primary therapist. I have Abby, who does somatic experiencing. I have Denny, who does acceptance and commitment. Uh, Then I have John for my cognitive behavioral therapy, right? So all of these different people have different modalities that they they do, and it's all different. And sometimes it's like little worksheets that you do and different stuff. It's really great. Um, But Abby, today, we did somatic experiencing. Woo! We did a body scan. Mm -hmm. Knock your socks off, baby. Knock your socks off, the stillness in your body. You're noticing your thoughts. You're drawing back back on your breath. That's your anchor. It was really amazing. Oh, it sounds like meditation. 
It's meditation, but it's different. Don't try to act like it's the normal stuff that no, you can do. No, I think I, I'm a big advocate for meditation, but you know, like you focus on your breathing and you, Very true. you, you center right. yourself, but then you like work on, you breathe into certain areas of your body. And you no, know, it sounds, I'm not knocking it. It sounds fantastic. Ah, it seems like you're knocking it. Seems like Stop. It, it seems like you're doing I'm that thing that people Siri. do. You're I'm not Siri. Siri. This, yeah. what you're talking about sounds amazing. I um, mean, like, like it really helps. Nah, I, I know. I'm just messing around with you. Somebody called me out for gaslighting on <laughs> the Thought Warriors. The Thought Warriors, let me tell you some guys something. The Thought Warriors have been really, really frisky in the DMs these last couple of days. Your DMs. So what are you saying that's making them frisky? They said that they didn't like the fact that I was like, the Thought Warriors aren't really the toughest bunch. There's a lot of did my... Did you say that? I did. A lot of my Thought Warriors jumped in and like, yo, I'm ready to get down for mine. I'm like, all right. Well, don't, don't, don't kill me, killer. But sorry for the Thought Warriors. Y'all, yo, my bad, homies. Y'all all... I love, I love when they hold us accountable on stuff we say. Uh, that all, that's all they do. <laughs> well, why not? What's, what's, what's wrong with that? They just try to make you better. And obviously let you know who they are. It's true. Shout out to all of my Latinx thought warriors who hit me up and said that the first time they do something big in their life, it is their parents and the immigration stories and their parents' uh, beginnings that they think about. A lot of people hit me up and they wrote very beautiful messages about how they had overcome things or accomplished things. Shout out, Bozeman! They had to overcome things or accomplish things. And and, and Bose knows what's up. I'm just joking around. Uh, and they, they they thought about their parents because they don't overcome so much. It's very beautiful. I just personally don't. Maybe I'm self centered. You know, I things I get a you know, like stuff happens to me. I win stuff, and I think I'm the illest. I yeah, I I mean I I was talking to my mom about that about you saying like you don't you don't think about your your parents first or like certain stories or how you got to where you are. It's not your first thought. Yeah, my mom was like, what is he talking about? I was like, I don't know. Speaking of moms, (laughs) speaking of moms, I was so happy to see Anthony Anderson's mom grill you like she did. I saw your comment. I was trying, has she grilled you the same way? Is that why you were coming? Nope. But you know who did grill me the same way? Your (laughs) daddy. I'm glad that I tell you what, karma is not just an electric car. It's also something that happens to human beings. I love that that happened to you. Now you can see you. what it's like to sweat. I really was sweating. And mm-hmm. I, and the way it aired was in reverse. But when she came on, it was the first thing she said to me. Where are the babies? How's the marriage? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you an attorney anymore? You know you can mm. do both though, right? Get her. I know you ain't working as an attorney because I see you on TV all the time. This is literally how I got, and I was like, oh, can we start the interview, please? Can we I start? I love her though. I love her mm. though. She's gonna do my baby shower. She's gonna actually throw it for me. Oh, is she? She's gonna throw me a baby shower. shower. Oh, that's amazing. That's what she said. That's when what you, she said. When is this happening? Are you pregnant? No. Are you with child? No. Oh, that would be such that's gonna be such a who are you gonna announce with? Because you have a choice. You have a choice. When it won't you, be here. Wow. <laughs> I love your reaction. I love your reaction. Were no. you going to name this as a choice? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Y'all, fans' feelings are hurt right now. Just a little mm. bit. Same way I felt when you said, Siri, call Rachel. And there was silence. 
Not gonna do it here. I bet you I know who you'll <laughs> probably do it with. You'll probably you'll probably do it with uh, you'll probably do it on extra with people or something like that. Meanwhile, voices for the culture can't even get these celebrities to come and announce these babies. There's uh, a difference between these... an announcement and telling your story. Remember oh, that. your pregnancy story? You know what I won't do what is won't an ad. Do? I actually despise when people <clears throat> announce them with with a like the preg like I just took this test and you know I'm, I won't do that. You won't see me do that. Yeah. You know I'm private more about my personal life. I know. I know you're very private. All right. Well, that'll be a great baby shower. Uh, like shout out to Anthony. Shout out to his mom. What an amazing group of people. Uh, look. Oh, shout out to my mom. We mentioned my mom's her birthday today as we're podcasting. Oh, it's her birthday. Oh, mom's birthday. Yeah. Oh. This is a big development. Mm. Is what? it? Yeah, this is a, this is Mrs. Lindsay's birthday. Yes. What is she going to do for her birthday? What is she doing? She's actually in Houston with my grandmother. She goes mm-hmm. down like once a month to help take care of my grandmother. So she's spending it with her mom. Right. I, I'd imagine that. I, I'd imagine that there'd be some kind of big blowout, like a church social or a bake sale or. A, I mean, uh, we are we are in COVID uh, times, man. You know, or maybe maybe they could do a virtual potluck. I'm sure your mom likes to let her hair down on her birthday. <laughs> Is that the way she does it? Well, yeah. you just made my mom sound just like a square. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> you better leave my mom alone. My my mom, when it's her birthday, she'll most likely have a stripper's g-string in her mouth somewhere. Stop, it's the way things stop. go. It is. Don't do she Ms. likes Crystal to. Like she that. likes to get it. What? She likes to get it. That's what she does. <laughs> All right. Okay. There is a storyline that's going on. Listen, I, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys are e- expecting us to start to show off with the recent developments uh, in Washington surrounding the impeachment of President Trump and the political tug of war that is happening seemingly for the soul of America. We're going to get to that, but we're going to start somewhere else. And the reason why we're going to start somewhere else, because, ah, fuck them all. It's getting, it, it, fuck them all. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, 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 it's fucking sick of it. It's just the same old shit. Fuck them all. All right. Same old. Move on. We're going to come back to it. Nobody wants to do the right thing for the country. It's all about their pals and shit like that. Anyway. Uh, there's a more interesting situation that I am fascinated with. I don't know if you guys know this, but something's happening in the world of the NBA. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving, I think, has missed four games, uh, five games now, due actually, to personal reasons. Five I games. Actually, I don't know if that's true. You don't know. He if has it's not five. played since January fifth. That is hasn't what I'm played since January fifth. Now, here's what's going on. You guys might have heard that there was just a recent trade that happened yesterday. Uh, where James Harden is on his way to uh, New York. Shout out to everybody over at Sue's and Starlets and Scores. Y'all about to really, really run it up. James Harden is in New York. He about to be giving out the $1 bills. Um, But uh, that was a whole big deal, NBA stuff. But something that's more interesting is the Nets have a star, uh, a guy scheduled to make um, around $30 million this year, Kyrie Irving, who's sort of an enigmatic star. Uh, an interesting figure, you know, um, that has is not injured, that has just stopped playing for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one really knows. I'm sure there might be a couple of people that he's talked to, but if there's any been any indication to them why he's not playing, there hasn't been any indication given to the NBA fans, fans of the Brooklyn Nets, on why he on why he's not playing. Now, I've heard through sources 
that it's possible that Kyrie Irving is disturbed about some of the social justice issues that are happening. And because of that, he's deciding there's too much going on right now and he's not in a mental space to play. Let's just go with that. We don't know why Kyrie Irving isn't playing. Remember, this is somebody who is not going to work. This is somebody who is missing time. He was seen at a party with his sister. Uh, I guess she had a birthday party. He was also seen on a call with Cynthia Nixon where they were discussing progressive initiatives. So he's showing up to those things, but not to work in the NBA. Let's say that he's decided that there's too much on his heart from everything going on in the world and he can't play. Does that excuse, not excuse, does that reason fly with you, Rachel? Yes, that reason does. does fly with me because I think everybody can say there's a lot going on right now. And everybody, I, I don't know who you are if you're not affected by what's happening uh, in the country. And if you're not affected by what's happening, that's an even bigger problem that we don't even have time to get into. But the but Kyrie has been very vocal about the fact of his frustrations with what is going on in our country and his frustration that they were playing in the bubble in last season. You know, Kyrie did not want to participate in that because he felt like playing basketball took away from what was happening in the world. And he didn't want to be a part of that, which I totally agree with. I, t- I think we, we talked about that on the podcast. There were a couple of other players who opted not to play out. And there's players that don't have the same options that Kyrie does and they can't afford to do that. But Kyrie has is who he is. And he has really been involved with social justice and been vocal about it. And if he is mentally affected by what is going on, it's the equivalent of being, it's the equivalent of being mentally inf- um, affected by something else that's going on in your life. He's got mental health issues that are pro- prohibiting him from being able to do his job. And I think people are piling on him because of his track record. And I don't think that's fair. I think you have to separate what he has previously done to what is going on right now. You know, we saw Kyrie leave Cleveland because he didn't want to play in LeBron's shadow. Then we saw him go to Boston because he wanted more of a leadership role. But it seems like things just he didn't get along with whoever it was, higher ups, coach, players, whatever it may be, that situation didn't work for him. So he goes to the Nets. What's happening to him right now is not the same as what we've seen before. And I just feel like if you really are affected by what's happening in this country, then you have to give him a break and you need to give him some grace and some understanding and let him work out those issues because it's tough and it's not stopping at all. Hmm. It's not stopping. When you say his past track record, maybe tell people a little bit, oh, is that what you meant when you said what was going on with him and LeBron? You're not talking about any of the off the court stuff. Any of the earth is flat stuff, any of that stuff That's right that, there. I'm not, I'm, the, I was asking. Him, saying, him saying the earth is flat does not have any bearing on me. That isn't it. To me, uh, people, him not playing games, him, sometimes he wanted to participate, sometimes he didn't. Him not getting along with um, the discord that he had in Boston. Like that was a really bad right. time for him. Right. And people were talking a lot about like, well, what does Kyrie want? You left to have this position, now you have it. Why can't you get along with people? He seemed a bit like a brat. You have to separate that from what's going on with him right now. What is happening mm. him with 2020? Let's also not forget he was hurt. He's but he's had injuries as well. Mm-hmm. What if he is truly suffering? And that's mm. what I I don't have sources like you, but I figured that he is being affected by what's happening right now in the country just because he has been vocal, you know, since George Floyd about his frustration with the way the NBA is moving forward and playing in the season. So that's what I said. You've got to be able to separate the two, you know. 
I respect Stephen A. Smith a lot. And um, but I think that he really jumped the gun in saying that Kyrie needed to retire when if he is truly suffering from mental health issues. That's 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 too much of an extreme when we don't know what's really going on with this man. Right. Okay. So couple of things. Number one, Kyrie, it was very interesting that Kyrie came out and said he didn't think that players should go play in the bubble. He wanted to play in the bubble. Well, he wasn't going to be playing anyway because <laughs> he was out because he was going to have shoulder surgery. So he wasn't going to be playing anyway. But he still had the right to his opinion and still mm-hmm. had the right to, to make sure that... The, and the he Brown- was right. Can I just say that he was right? How? How was he right? In the, in the sense that he expressed his frustration about the fact that what was them playing in the bubble, people, instead of talking about, hey, this, this just happened in this, in this community with this cop and this, um, person of color, instead of having that conversation, they're going to have a conversation about how someone played in the game last night. That was his whole issue. And then we saw what happened with Jacob Blake. And then you had the NBA completely shut down because playing the the players weren't going to be in the right headspace. They were affected by what happened. It was going to take away from what was happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that kind of played into Kyrie's point. If you play these games, if we understand you need People need the escape from what's happening in their reality. But don't we also need to be focused on the reality of what's happening as well so we can make a change in it? I think them not playing those days, those, what was it, a game or two, 48 hours? I think them not playing in the NBA and the WNBA proved Kyrie's point. It depends on the way you look at it, right? Because they wouldn't have been not playing if they weren't playing. So if if they hadn't restarted the season, mm-hmm they wouldn't have been not playing. So what they did in that moment, it wouldn't have existed. Nobody would have seen anything because all the NBA players would have been at home. And I'm not saying that that but would that have been... But that would have been the statement. Right. They're not... Well, this This is why we're not playing because right. it's still happening. But you know? I, I I have my doubts on whether or not... And I... To me, the play... It was... I'm, I've never played one minute in the NBA. It was up to the players on whether or not they mm-hmm. wanted to come back. They decide to come back. Whatever they decide, I, I I support them. And, you know, you can just support either side of it in terms of whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, though, that them being out there probably would have garnered a lot more, probably garnered a lot more attention them walking off than if there would have been no game scheduled at all and they would have come out and said, this is why we didn't play. Because mm-hmm. people were forced because inside the NBA had to spend a whole uh, 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 show on it. Kenny Smith. Except for Kenny, yeah. Kenny, (laughs) Kenny's been walked off inside the NBA. So Mm -hmm. their demonstration and how seriously they took it. Now, look, I'm not going to say that it resulted in any actual change, but it seems as if the NBA players made a clear indication to America where they were and what they were prepared to do. And that whole I guess gesture was only possible because they were actually playing basketball. Can I just say that sure. that gesture would have still happened if they had said we're not playing because of this reason. It just would have been at a different time. If they had yeah, said we're not I mean, going to sure. have a season, then that whole gest- it still would have been a big gesture when they made the decision to not even have a season because of it. You see what I'm it saying? Would've... It just happened. To- it would have happened at a different time. Right. I do think though. I agree to a to a point. I do think though the fact that they started and they were in the middle of it and then mm-hmm. or and then it stopped, it just 
people have been going back to watching basketball. Like people got something snatched from them. I'll give you an example of something. The thing, and it's crazy the way American life works. The thing that made the coronavirus uh, such a big deal is that there was an NBA game that was scheduled to play. Right. And then right. they canceled the game right before the game. I remember looking at that and seeing people walk around in the NBA game and thinking, yo, if it can stop the NBA, then it's a big deal. And I think people probably, knowing that guys were warming up and they walked off the court, it probably resonated more, but I can't say for sure. But sure. To the, but but I will, what I will say about Kyrie's point to that was that he was right in a sense that these issues were bigger than the league and that he didn't, he felt like basketball was going to look small up against them because that certainly did happen. And we've seen mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. As a situation right now, I think he's handling this poorly. Okay. Uh, we all feel the exact same way, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that we all got to go to work because we're in a different situation than Kyrie Irving is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving is in a financial situation to where he has a degree of freedom to where he really doesn't have to. That's but there's, true. But there's still something to be said. I think the first time, and maybe there's a communication between him and the Nets that we don't really know about. If there is, they're cert- they certainly didn't say, they're certainly not saying anything. The first time he didn't play, Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets, went on record as saying that he didn't know why Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. So I'd say this. I'd say, if you say, hey, I can't play for the next X amount of games because of what's going on in the world, I think it's worth you picking up the phone and saying, I need a two-week leave of absence. I agree. I agree. I I need a two-week leave of absence. I need a one-month leave of absence. Where to where I need to not go in because I've been here before. The day that Nip passed away, uh, you know, Nip died. You know, things are going well. I'm like, yo, I need, I need to, you know, go home. You, you know what I mean? Not the day because that was a, that was a Sunday. But like, man, we come back. I'm like, yo, I need to, I need to go home. Like, I need to, yeah, like, yeah. As you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Just drive around, whatever. It was all good. No, yeah. It happened. I did it it's, with Michael. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a deal. But I do think just not coming to work. It. It's not. I don't give a fuck whether or not Kyrie Irving goes to work or doesn't go to work. It doesn't. I'm not saying that he. I'm saying that there's a way to go about doing this. And to me, there are other guys on the team that rely on him too, right? The other guys on the team, just from a team standpoint, not from a, I get it, I understand it. And if Kyrie Irving said he was going to take off the rest of the season because of what was going on and all of that stuff like that, I'm like, I'm with you. I get it. If, if any time there's a black man or a black woman that uh, feels like that America's just being too much for them right now and they need to take the time to get their headspace right, obviously. That's going to happen. Not comparing them to us. When I first, when I had the first of whatever nervous breakdowns I had <laughs> last year, when it first got bad. Uh, everybody's scheduling podcasts was scheduling way down in the hole and all this stuff like that. I hit up the people, um, the people. I hit up Bill, Juliet, all of them. I need two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sleeping. I need two weeks. Like, we, like we, we're, we're ahead on the podcast. I need two weeks. 
that's different than everybody being ready to shoot and then me just not logging on to Zoom. Absolutely. I agree with you. The way he handled it was complete as completely wrong. But I guess what I don't like is people harping on him when you don't know what this young man could possibly be going through. It's like when Kanye had his breakdown, right? People were laughing. They thought they found it funny, all the stuff that he was tweeting. And it's like, this man is having an episode. It's actually not funny. You know, yeah. like he's, this is a cry for help. This man needs help. I don't, we don't know. We're, we're still speculating as to what the issues are with Kyrie. But if it is mental health, then I don't want to be one of those people. Well, if it's mental health, for sure. But I just and say- I mean, and I mean, based off like what's going for whatever reason is is causing is causing his his mental health to suffer. I just I, I I agree with you. The way he's handling it is wrong. I honestly think the way his team is handling it wrong. Steve Nash, as the coach, should never say, "I don't know why he's not playing." Is that what he said? I don't know why he's not playing, I or I don't know where he is. I, I, yeah, I think that um that uh that he said, someone asked him, he said, I don't know why he's not playing. Your head coach, in my opinion, shouldn't be saying that. I think why? you should keep all of that in-house because all you're doing is feeding into the media frenzy. Like, and, and like being in the media, oh, you tell me that, I'm thinking, oh, Kyrie's off doing his own thing. He's not even communicating with his coach, his teammates, his higher up. Like it give, it's Well, he might have not at that point. But that's not, but I, it's like, keep it in-house, right? Like, no, I, no look, I, keep, I get it. Keep but... it in the family. Right. Like you don't need to be telling right. family's business that you ain't talked to, to, you know, the other family member. Like, let's just figure it out. To me, it just sends the wrong message, especially when you know the history of Kyrie. I don't know. Maybe it's rookie mistake for Steve Nash being head like a new head Could coach. Be. I don't. Could be because now I, we're I, I all just, interested. Right. Yeah. Right. But for me, but for, for me, I also think and you know, I want to get into I think about everything that's going on in the country and all the black people that get up and go to work every day. You know what I mean? Like all the black people that get up and go to work yeah. every single day with everything that's going on in America. Can I and ask you a question? Sure. If you didn't have to go to work, would you? Well, it depends on, I guess, the job that you have, right? And that, that's the difference with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, has, he's, he's got money where he can just kind of sit back. They could void his contract for this year. You know what I mean? They could not pay him the 30 million and he's got enough money so he doesn't have to right mm -hmm. but there still is something to me the integrity of being part of a team and having other guys and for all right. we and for all we know just so we because we don't know for all we know Kyrie put on like put everybody on the squad on the group text and was like yo shit is too heavy like I don't I, I don't want to come and, and play. I don't want to play. Mm -hmm. I want to get my head right and put my feet on the pavement and try to figure out what's wrong with this world. And I can't play basketball and I don't owe anybody a, an explanation as to why. And all of the teammates went, yo, you do you, bro. You do. So that could, all could be true. Yeah. If that's not the case, if he's just kind of not showing up, which is how it's being made to seem. And we don't know if we like, and I keep saying we don't know. I'm not hedging. I'm just saying we really don't know. <laughs> right. Like we really don't know. But it's just, it's, it's interesting because there is a lot of work to be done. And it's work. It's actual work. When people say we're out doing the work, it's work. Yeah. When people yeah. like my son and Tamika Mallory and 
Tiffany and Phil, Tiffany Lofton and Philip Agnew, George Johnson, and uh, and all of these people, Michael Arson, and all of these people are out there, um, and they're saying we're doing the work, like Nineteen Keys, and they're saying we're doing the work. It's actually worked, you know. Yeah, and they gotta do the work. They're not. I'm not comparing them to Kyrie. I'm just saying, you know, those people never call in sick to their jobs. Like they gotta mm-hmm. do the work. They go to work sick. They go to work beat on. Right. You know, but and obviously he plays basketball and they're social justice warriors or 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 social justice activists, should I say? That warrior term is whatever. It's just interesting because there's a part of me that's just got that old Southern black man that says, <laughs> "Hey, show your ass up to work." You know I get what I mean? it. And then the other part is like, man, fuck work. We've been working. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like if it is an issue of you being frustrated by what's happening in the world, I would rather see you say, I need to take a sabbatical and put your boots to the ground and maybe get in like, maybe that would make you feel more fulfilled than playing on a basketball court, doing more, you know what I mean? On the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think at this point, you know, somebody got to know something that maybe they mo- know more than they're telling us. But basically around what you just said a second ago, if if the Nets know what's going on, then they should share it with everyone. If in fact, share it with, with people and let, let people decide because I want to see what people are going to think about a, a man deciding that his place in the world isn't just on the basketball court that it's doing more and he needs to go explore that for whatever time he needs yeah. to to do that. But right now, the narrative is that Kyrie Irving is pulling a no-call, no-show every time it's time for the Nets to play. For, ver- for various reasons, for right? Because some reasons. say he, does, he doesn't like the, the new hiring of Steve Nash as the head coach. Uh, do we know where he is on Harden? Apparently, he wasn't involved in that decision. These are just rumors that are out there. Right. Um, and once again, there was video just, of him video of him at a party. It was video of him. It was his sister's birthday. I know. His sister's birthday party. I, I I know. But remember, see, that's that's why that's how I gotta get at Kyrie. I gotta talk to Kyrie real quick. Let me tell Kyrie how you do this. All right. So I would do this thing where I would have these days at TMZ where I just wouldn't go to work. And by the way, I'm not even Kyrie. I just wouldn't feel like it some days. So I'm not coming. But I always went through the proper channels there was an email and TMZ made it so easy. They didn't even know. It was, they made it so easy <laughs> because normally when you're not coming to work, you got to pick up the phone and you got to call somebody. Yo, I can't make it. And right. sometimes the voice on the other end of that phone is a hard call to make. But TMZ made it easy. They had an email that you could email in. Hey, I'm sick and I'm not coming to work. I was like, Jesus Christ. And that was it? <laughs> oh! It's lit! So, well, <laughs> so you 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 send the email and then people go, oh, I'm sorry, man. I hope you feel better. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. Turn it off. Fucking turn the music up. Here's what you do. If you're going to take a sick day and you're going to be out, don't be in a sick day where anyone will really recognize you. I would take my sick days only in Riverside or in Orange County. Where is like I'm not gonna go to the Grove and have oh Orange County there TMZ. was a plan Riverside a plan. And Orange County for my sick days right no pictures from sick days hey you want to take a picture I want to take a picture with you Van Latham for TMZ nah not today I'm actually at work and there's a rule against us taking pictures while we're at work blah 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 
You can't. You got to lay low. There's a way you lay low. You take limited calls. And whenever you, whenever you do take a call, especially if it's from a number you don't understand, you got to do the, the scratchy voice answer. Call me right now. Let's say I'm taking a sick day. Call me. You want me to really call you? No, just call me like you're on the phone right now. Okay. Right? So, okay. Ring, I'm calling you. Ring, ring. Ring. I pick up the phone. <coughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> hello? Jesus Christ, you sound terrible. It's actually getting better. You should have heard me early on today. It's actually... Hey, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> this is so dramatic. <laughs> this is so dramatic. All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, Rach, impeachment. Go. What do you think? No, no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. Call me naive. Call me hopeful. Call me kumbaya, as you did on the last podcast. But for some reason, I sat there and I watched every <laughs> person in the house give their statement whether it was 30 seconds, whether they passed, whether it was a minute, I watched because I, for some reason, truly thought that there would be more. I mean, it passed. He's impeached. But I thought I would see more Republicans be so disgusted by what happened last week. The fact that their lives were threatened. They were in that Capitol not knowing what we were seeing on the outside. They had no idea other than no hearing it and knowing that they were coming, knowing that guards were drawing their guns, hearing glass breaking, furniture being thrown around, people yelling and chanting for their names, for their heads. And despite all of that, you still somehow 
equate it to mean words from celebrities in Hollywood, equate it to rioters and looters from this summer, equate it to that Trump had six days and so many hours until he was going to be impeached and we just needed to move forward together as one, blamed it on the fact that they would be inciting the 74 million people who voted for Trump. I mean, it just blew my mind that this is where we are as a country. I couldn't take my eyes off of it, though. I still watched it. I knew he was going to be impeached because I knew the Democrats had have the majority in the House. But I just expected to see more people from the other side, Republicans, be so disgusted and really want to send a message and that they would vote to impeach him. And they didn't. It was only 10. Mm. And, I, you know, it it is what it is. So, and I'm a fool. I'm a fool for watching it. You're a fool. You're a fool for love, for fool. love of politics. Uh, so the House voted 232 to 197 to impeach President Trump. Uh, like you said, 10 Republican congressmen, congresspeople. I'm sorry for that. Congresspeople voted for impeachment. Mitch McConnell said he is not bringing the Senate back for a trial before January 19th. So we are going to have an American spectacle where the first 100 days of President Biden are also um, going to be running concurrently or not concurrently, uh, at the same time as a a Senate impeachment hearing, which is going to be uh, interesting, say the less. Can't think of a a more peculiar (laughs) way to start your first 100 days, but Joe Biden doesn't get to do anything in a normal way, so that seems like it's par for the course. Uh, Look, I, I think that this is sort of indicative of where we are. Okay? Absolutely. Um, I don't think that there's anybody who's thinking of Brian D. Sicknick. I don't think anybody's thinking of that, of him. Is that the police officer that died? That is the police officer who was killed during the Capitol riots. Okay. Huh. So, I'm going to put the world in a vacuum right now. I'm going to pretend like mm-hmm. I'm not a black guy for a second, right? And I'm going to jump in this vacuum. Let me tell you why I have to do this. Because in order for me to talk about people who have lost their lives and different things like that, I have to de-emotionalize that because I've been too much of it. It's too familiar for me to know that somebody mm-hmm. didn't deserve to die and then that they were killed, right? I have okay. to, in order to make this make sense, I have to jump into the American fantasy that that's not part of American life, right? That's not part of uh, the dysfunction of American systems. But let's, so, so let's, let's, let's start with that. Brian D. Sicknick, right? A guy who, it's not much information out about him, but had two dogs, two Dachshunds. Is that how you say it? Dachshunds? Uh, what do you call it? Dachshunds, the dog? You, I, don't, I don't think it's such hard sound. I think it's like a Dachshun. How's Dachshun. Dachshun? Yeah. Okay. So a guy who had uh, two Dachshunds. I don't know how to say it. Um, loved the dogs, played with the dogs. His family asked for privacy. And uh, by all accounts, was dedicated to his job as a Capitol Police officer, right? So he didn't realize that some time ago, the president of the United States, in a sense, ordered his death. He didn't realize that. Right. Because you have to remember, the 74 million people who are incited, they don't need any more inciting. They've been incited. They were being incited before the election took place by someone who was saying that the only way he could lose uh, was if they were cheating. And the Republican Congress people, 
who helped the president echo that for political reasons, they also were inciting those people. Those people, Rachel, were as good as their word. Hmm. They didn't do anything out of out of character for them. They did right. exactly what they said they would do. Exactly. They they did exactly what they had hinted that they had would be doing, right? If you listen to the Proud Boys, if you listen to any of these other groups, they say things might have to get violent and we're ready for that. If you listen to these other people that are that are talking about Rudy Giuliani stood on that stage and he said trial by combat, they whipped those people up. And they thought that it wasn't going to mean anything. Only for Brian Sicknick, it did. He is now in the great beyond. He is in forever. He has been sent to eternity. And he's been sent there by a mob whipped up by fear and lies. Now, let's say that nothing else had happened in the Capitol riots, only that. Let's say that only that had happened. That mm-hmm. they hadn't broken any of the windows, that they hadn't gone in and breached the place, that they hadn't laid pipe bombs, that there isn't all of this information and evidence, that there's a much larger thing behind all of this than what any of us think. Let's say that only that had happened. That a police officer who is supposed to be, by the rules <laughs> of American decency, sacrosanct in terms of bravery, honor, and respect. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of times what... Shit, not a lot. That's not what we get from the police. But that's what they say. That's what they say. Right. The same people who are marching, that's what they say, right? A police officer got up, went and did his duty, paid with his life, with his life, left the right. family behind, paid with his life, for a political lie, right? Paid with his life for for a political lie started by the president for no other reason than his ego. If there are this many people who cannot put the brakes on this nonsense after that, remember, we're in a vacuum now. I'm not talking to, they're not going to put the brakes on for us. <laughs> the, the, the car don't <laughs> yeah. have any brakes when it's, when it, when it comes to us, right? <laughs> like you, 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 you stack 10 innocent black bodies up. Um, and what do you have in America? You got 10 feet. That's all you got. Like they're not going to, they, they, they're not going to care about the, 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 the blood or the sweat or the, or any of the stuff that, that, that are our bodies. That's what you got. Um, but if, those people have moved to the point to where somebody who was doing their duty was killed for nothing. And they can't see where the country's going. If America can't be as big or as small as Brian mm-hmm. Sicknick, then there is no America. Now, we talked about the fact on a podcast a couple of days ago of what America and whether or not there has to be an America. The reality is that there isn't anyone. There's not. It's gone. Because if there was, if there was like a semblance of anything that we said made this country what it is, this wouldn't even be an issue anyone would be considering. Everyone together would say, hey, that was too much. This has gone too far. And what we need to do is 
hold everyone accountable who was involved with it, and move on. Because accountability isn't just a term that's for black and brown people. I know that it feels mm-hmm. that way. Accountability is for everyone. Consequence is for everyone. See, it's almost as if jail and healing are synonymous. See, when we fuck up, it's in order to 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 make everybody safe, we need they that person needs to go to jail. When they, they die or die, when they fuck up, it's in order to make everyone safe, we need to heal. And the only way to heal is to make sure nobody gets in trouble for it. You guys, the country is bullshit. And I, I and I and I'm telling you that, I'm only saying that because it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It it really doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be bullshit. Like that officer's life. I hope the police around the country are seeing that there's a world where their lives don't even matter. Exactly. You know, I, I they make a <laughs> they make a big deal whenever a police officer is slain. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but they're not making a big deal about this one because it's not about the police. It's not about any of that. The po- police only means Police in America is the opposite of nigger. And as long as it means that, then fine, the police lives matter. But see when the police are the opposite of oppression, when the police are the opposite of systemic lie and dysfunction, which they rarely are, they just happen to be in this case, then the police will be niggers too. And so, and so, for me, looking at all of this, the fact that people like Dan Crenshaw, who had served the country so bravely, overfighting in some geopolitical, geopolitically murky war, but had served with honor and dignity, that they could mm-hmm. be under the thumb and under the boot of someone as cowardly and feckless and completely morally bankrupt as President Trump has let me know that America doesn't really exist. It's just a thought. It doesn't exist in any way. In action, it doesn't exist. It does, it's not real. Because none of these people are acting. I'm not even asking to see through and, and to racism. I'm asking for basic dignity. Yeah. And it's not there. Mm. I mean, well said, fam. I, I mean, it's it's true. I, I would say, I think because America, you know, when it comes to race, we've always said that there are two different Americas. But when you break it down and you take the racism out of it, just speaking about America and the way that you put it, America means something different to so many people for so many different reasons. And you're right. If you can't honor the life of this officer, it's not even dignity. It's just decency, just human decency. It's gone. It's Mm. gone. It's It's so divided and it's sad. And then it's like, and then that's why we we talked about this at the top of the podcast. How do you detach from it? Where do you go from here? How do you have any hope? You know, people were so excited when Biden was um, elected 
But then you saw what we had to go through just to even verify his election. And then people still aren't honoring that. How does he step into this presidency and even given a fair chance to try to unite this country, to try to bring us together, to give the people some hope, to have an America again, as you put it? How do you even begin to do that when he's not just going to be fighting with Congress to get things passed? He's going to be fighting against as these political these elected officials keep telling you 74 million people as well who are going to be against every single thing that you're doing. Be- it's I, it's depressing. It's depressing. So here's the thing about the 74 million people. So you're in a fight, right? So you win a fight by not fighting it. You win a fight by talking your bully to your side. You win a fight by appeasement. Uh, there was another time that appeasement was tried. I want everybody to do your higher learning homework tonight. And I want you to research a guy named Neville Chamberlain. Okay? I want you guys to all research a guy named Neville Chamberlain. He tried appeasement. Appeasement was his thing. He was into it. The result of him trying to appease the unappeasable led to cataclysm that was unimaginable. Okay? I'm not equating the wrong side. Fuck that. I'm saying don't look at your bully and expect him to stop kicking your ass because you asked nicely. Well, that's what I'm saying. He going to kick your ass till you kick his. And the reality is, even if you kick him and then put your hand out and go, we could squash this, you still got to kick him. Yeah, Van, I mean, we talked about the Civil War. We talked about that several times, even before we actually saw what happened at the Capitol. We've been talking about this. Well, now more than ever, that's a reality. It's not even just cultural. It's civil. Like like you said, you're going to have to. I don't I don't know how it's going to be done, but it's not going to be done unless. Yes. Like you said, you put up a fight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. All right. Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. 
With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, uh, we're back. That was emotionally draining. I really don't want to talk about it. I might ban all, I don't know. I might ban it. I might ban how, how I, we might. We, I was, I was, uh, I was excuse me, say. sorry. I'm, uh, God damn it, I'm sorry. Could we, we, we'll see. Aha, aha, now, what if we didn't want to talk politics on the podcast anymore? Would you be down with that? No, I wouldn't be down with that because I think people come to us to hear when some, especially when something happens where they need some type of understanding or want to hear different perspectives or they want to hear our take on it. You can't take that away from the thought warriors. However, it doesn't have to be in every single episode. What if, what if I pulled like a Kyrie? I'm just not going to talk about politics. You the way just... you talked about Kyrie on this podcast, you'd be the biggest hypocrite if you did that. I'm not looking. I'm not, so I don't, I'm not expecting I'm not going to say, whoa, whoa, I'm not going to say I haven't pulled a Kyrie before. I didn't say you haven't. Dang. You just said if you currently pulled one. I, I'm still old. I have uh, $200, maybe $300 worth of unclaimed money that's still there. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone on those sites, <laughs> those unclaimed money for the treasury? You might have some unclaimed money. Seriously. No, I haven't. Go to the treasurer of Texas, right? And put in your name and see if you have any unclaimed money. Like, seriously, you have unclaimed. Let's, let's do it right now. Look, watch this. Unclaimed money. Unclaimed, treasurer? Like, so look, unclaimed, put in unclaimed money. It's a thing. People don't know about this. Unclaimed. Surprised you just didn't ask Siri. Unclaimed property. Right, so unclaimed, unclaimed property. Jesus, unclaimed property, Louisiana. Right, so look. Okay. Louisiana, unclaimed property division. All right, so I go to the unclaimed property division. It literally is called claimittexas.org. Claim it. <laughs> you better claim his name. Okay, so claiming unclaimed property. So Van Lathan, Van Lathan. Okay, I'm not gonna put my. People zip code in there. I'm going to search unclaimed property. Boom. Oh, I have to narrow it. Okay, look. Oh, here it is. Look. Oh, I got a, I got mad unclaimed property. So. Are you I, sure it's the right one? I think I think this bottom one is for my dad. But, okay. but uh, look, here it is. Van Lathan, unclaimed property. It says right there. Uh. Over $100 worth of unclaimed property right there at the top of it. You can I see it. I love how you're covering it up. <laughs> well, look, I, really, really, I, it's, no, it's no reason to cover it up. You can see it. Over $100 of unclaimed property. Do you know what that is? What? That, I'm almost sure, I'm almost sure comes from the fact that when I was a senior in high school, okay. I was working at Walmart and... They had scheduled me to work on the weekend and I told them I'm not working. <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, yo, you better come to work. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not working. If you put me on the schedule, I'm not coming. So they put me on the schedule, I saw, and then I just never came to work again. Never came to work. And I was scared to go pick up my last paycheck and they never mailed it. So this over $100 is probably like 300 bucks. This over $100 is, I guarantee you, it's that last check from so Walmart. So it just sits, it's just, there's just all this money just out there just sitting. It's, it's that people have people claim. have the claim. 
Another one says that I have under $25 of unclaimed property. That might be my dad, though, from a checking account, you know? And I don't have any. You, you don't have any unclaimed money? It says there were no exact matches. So let me see how you claim the unclaimed money. View unclaimed property. Okay, you could, you need to do this on another day. Okay, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, okay uh, so real quick, do you think Army Hammer eats people? Well, you think that? if the if the messages are true, then yeah, he he likes to, you know, it, it's his thing, allegedly, because he allegedly. has denied it. Okay, he okay. has come out with a statement. Let's just put go ahead and set it up right because so Army Hammer has said he doesn't want to be a part of the Me Too movement. He has come out... stupid! (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore today! Uh, he's like, uh, he's, he's, uh, over the weekend, in one of the craziest stories I've seen, one of the craziest stories I've seen, it was a bunch of DMs, allegedly from Army Hammer, where he was talking to women about eating them, uh, saying like he wanted to drink their blood and eat their body parts. Break the their man, rib and barbecue it. Barbecue I mean, their just, ribs. Wow. Like, demanding that these women call him daddy and saying all of the rape, biting, mar- and apparently I, I was able to, I wasn't able to track it down to like one source and we didn't cover it at all. Listen, we didn't cover this. <laughs> Rachel's still laughing. We didn't cover this at all. We didn't, we could have covered this on, on, on earlier in the week, but we didn't Correct. cover it because it was just, it was, un, un, it was uh, unsubstantiated. And the only reason why we're covering it now is because Army Hammer has come out and and sort of addressed the allegations. He said, I'm not responding, which is a response. Army, come on, bro. He said, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious. <laughs> Here it goes. God damn. That's what I'm talking about. Spurious. Um, online attacks against me. I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate Stop. has supported me in this and I'm grateful for them for that. So I guess what he's not doing is there was a movie with him and J-Lo called Shotgun Wedding that he was supposed to go yeah, shoot in the DR and he's not going it. to do the movie now. Lionsgate said, can you please just take time and spend time with your family at this moment? Um, we don't need this kind of publicity. We don't need it. Well, they have to... That's... I, that's, that's well, yeah. Well, you're right. Because Lionsgate's got to make sure whether or not there's any validity to this, right? They right. got to make sure it's real. Right. And, and and maybe we don't know what type of investigation they're doing. But since these messages came out and they came out from a different account, two former girlfriends have come out and one in full detail with page six talked about the emotional abuse that she felt in their relationship. And at first she just thought he was kind of quirky and it was a little weird. But then she said it took it too far. She had PTSD afterwards. I mean, she gave a full account and another woman did as well. So, I mean. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. They have since dug up some of his Twitter activity and they have seen things that he's liked. They have pulled what, up. What, like, what was it? What was he liking? Um, it was like like somebody was like tied up in leather 
And um, the other thing was like poking at her, like like she was trapped, like she couldn't move. And it was like something with her nipples. I I, it was I I saw I like saw it quickly. I love puritanical Quaker rage. Then and then there was a like a Playboy thing interview, but that one wasn't that wasn't even that bad. But just people are just digging up everything that Army Hammer has done. Uh, What do you think? I mean, I. I when I saw it, I was like, "This is wild." I'm not going to pay attention to this. And then the ex girlfriend started speaking. Then he pulled out from the movie. Yeah, and he's look, going into hiding. At the the behavior since the news broke is suspect. This is what I always wonder about stuff like this. If you're Army Hammer, and once again, allegedly, because we don't know. If you're Army Hammer, and don't, how do you decide who you're going to let into the meet you area of your life? Like, how do you, how do, because the moment that those text messages go out and you say you want to eat somebody's heart and drip in the blood and all of that stuff, you can't take that back. So to me, the only thing that would make me think that he didn't do this is it would be wild reckless for him to be going on like this if, in fact, he knew that these women were going to have access to these text messages forever. This is like the type of stuff that's really, really, really disturbing. It's like Clary Starlin on the case to try to track down Army Hammer. It seems like in reading the ex-girlfriend's account, it seems like the, the emotional, allegedly, the emotional abuse that comes, that he puts on these women in this re- in these relationships, it seems like he breaks them down to where they need him, mm. you know? And so they're so broken. It's like he, it seems like he almost goes after Grooms a certain type of, yeah. Yeah. Like a cer- certain type of woman. And it's where he's controlling them. And that, so it's, yeah, I, I, I know, I can understand how, because when I hear her talk, it's like she, before she knew it, she was caught up all up in it and didn't even realize how far it had gone. You know, mm. you start saying yes to some things yeah. and then uh, and then you reason no, it. You're right. And then you just, before you know it, you're in too deep. And then mm. you love them and you don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's, it's the same way that it happened because I watched that, uh, that uh, The Vile with Keith Rainier, the, uh, the Nexium thing on HBO. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. And it starts off with, hey, just send a picture of this. And, hey, send a picture of that. And before you know it, you're naked, getting branded and pregnant. You know, it, it, so it's definitely, there's definitely a way to that sort of manipulation mm-hmm. um, and that type of, I guess, mind control. Uh, but look, this is, this is not in any way to say that Army Hammer did any of this stuff, but it's to say that those are some, those were, it was so weird that we were like, we can't really talk about this because it's just like, some talk online. But then I guess he decided that he couldn't go do a movie or a movie got put on hold. Now you have to wonder. I'm wondering now, with the women that you're saying that ex-girlfriends that came forward that were talking about him, were they talking about the specific allegations of the quasi-cannibalism stuff or were they talking about different things and different ways that he would be towards them? So the one I read, she did say, she's the one who said about the break the your rib off and barbecue and eat it. Um, she talked Christ. about how like, like, oh, like, oh, I got, you have a cut. I'd love to suck the blood out of it type thing where she was like, that's kind of weird, but okay. I mean, one girlfriend said that he said he wanted to break her toe off and keep it in his pocket so he could keep a piece of her always with him. 
I mean, that's like, that's, that's what? kind of romantic. You know what I mean? You know what, Van? Stop. Like, you got somebody's big toe? Well, we know what movement you want to be a part of. Oh. Okay. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, I can't get over it. I can't get over the name of the movie. I can't get mutual, over it. Mutual movement, I can't. Man. Listen, I, you know, I, that's a lot. That's very, if for, you know, for the women who, um, you know, have come out and spoken about it and who have been victimized, you know, the, I don't want to knock anyone's story, but, you know, like, I, <laughs> Our thoughts are with you because that's that is some heavy stuff, and I can't imagine going going through that. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, what a crazy time that we're in in terms of the news. All right, we gotta get to it now. Um, I watched it. I watched the Bachelor. You saw the second episode. I saw the second episode. Yes. Okay. And okay, so yours? a couple of things. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna get to the weenie roast later. We are not. We are. We're going to get to the Matt James Weenie Rose later. We're going to get to the Weenie Rose later. Overall, this is a very solid episode of television I watched. Okay? There are, there are a lot of things that happened to me. Um, I like stupid shit. Okay. And, you know, going on an ATV and then getting muddy and then all of a sudden there being a hot tub in the middle of the woods is dumb as hell. So I was okay. into that. It's so okay. dumb. It's the dumbest thing. It's so stupid. Why is it so stupid? Well, it it, it 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 was their date. It was the date set up. It's not like he said, "Hey, I." It's made dumb. It. Okay. Okay. It's dumb. It's very bachelor. Very bachelor and and dumb. I like the date overall. It was pretty cool. Uh, but you know, I got to be honest with you. I think there are two storylines in this particular episode that were dumb. One was what I feel like is a clear cut bachelor front runner that's appearing before our eyes on the show, which is Bree. I feel like Brie is the front runner right now. You know, uh, Brie has, she checks all the boxes. Okay. Just enough color for Matt to be okay with it. Uh, she's, it, it's, it's, it's working. Okay. And then also, yo, we have got to end the reign of terror that is known as Victoria. It's too much. It's too much too soon. She's not a good villain. It's, it's way over the top. It's, yeah. It's way over the top. And I'm sure they want her to play it up and do this whole thing, but it's it's just too much for me. She's too, she's just the most fucking annoying person in the world. I'll tell you, a good villain, one is funny. They're witty. They're calculated, but they're still, you can tell when they're good because they're friends with the people in the house. This girl doesn't, she's trying to be every characteristic of a bachelor, bachelorette villain all into one episode. It's, I'm convinced she's an actress. Like, even like the, like just the whole put the whole appearance of it all just doesn't fit within the show. Like none of it just seems right. It it is, it's like, I know The Bachelor is schmaltzy TV and it's a TV thing, but there's a there's a part of you that's supposed to be kind of into the actuality of it, and it's hard to do with someone who's straight out of central casting like that. So yeah. she's she's ruining my bachelor a little bit. I needed to go. At first, I thought she was she's, okay. No, you don't like. She's her. extreme. You hate her. No, she's extreme. Okay, so she's just her. extreme. You said, you said you hate her. Um, I what did about not. the? What, I, do you know that? Like, I look. People have called me out, rightfully so, sometimes on this podcast for pandering to women. I've been called out for it. It's a thing. Okay. 
having said that, it's still kind of hard for me to watch women participate in like a paint war over men. It, I, 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 the problem is I'm too obsessed with race. I'm race obsessed. Let's be honest. Okay. Be honest. <laughs> so what about this got to you? Because I always change things in my mind. I do it. Like I go places. I'm at, like I'm at the ATM. I it, like the ATM says we don't have funds. Uh, no funds in the ATM. The ATM is broken. And I go to the ATM. You would have had my money if I was a white man. So you, you know what I mean? I just wow. I'm, I'm race obsessed. I do it to wow. electronics. Sometimes I accuse my <laughs> Xbox of racism. Wow. Some, you, you know what I mean? But and so when so I this was, was this was black against white. It wasn't black against white, but I made it that way in my head. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, you I'm, no, Because I'm watching this and I'm thinking, what if this was like 15 black dudes, like all having a paintball war for a white chick? Or, or, or not even a white chick. What if it was 15 black people all having a paintball, paintball war for white people? Like, what if that was, how would that make me feel in watching that? And I know it's for TV, but I would be so disgusted. And I think, how can women sign off on a bachelor, man? That shit is fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. I, 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 that, that shit is all fucked up, man. Like, that's not fuck. Am I being too Gloria Steinem right now? That shit is fucked well, up. I, I, was I don't know where we are. I don't know which world we're in. Are we in the black? I, I mean, did you come back to what really happened? Or are you talking about so what I'm, you imagined I'm, in I'm, your I'm, head? I'm out of that world. I'm out back in the real world. Like, is that? Okay. I just felt it's weird to me to watch it. I guess it's we didn't do anything like that when I was on. We didn't fight each other. We played volleyball. We played beach volleyball and had a competition. Mm. I wasn't involved in anything. I, I'm really trying to remember if I on now on my season there was like we were in Denmark and there was a Viking. We had Vikings, and mm-hmm. it's like they had to we had to row across the water, and then we learned different Viking games, and at the end, there was, like, a competition, and the men had to actually fight one another. Like, mm. who was the best one? You actually probably would have enjoyed doesn't this, bother me this so much type for of day. Doesn't bother me so much for men. Because it's men? Ah, it doesn't bother me so much for men. Let, let, the, let, let the men but fight But it wasn't like... But see, I actually... I just love competition, so to me, when I watched this date, I thought that would have been fun. Like, paint... Like, capture the flag. Like, I'm just super competitive when it comes to that stuff. So I would have loved that type of date. I wouldn't have thought of it the way that you did. I'm too fat to watch people waste cake, too. Well, that's what the real issue is. Let's just be honest. It has nothing to do with race. It's not the fact that the women were fighting each other. It's the food. I was like, I'll eat that cake. I don't want to, why why you throw cake? Cake So you would have been sitting in a corner. They would have kept shooting the camera over at you. You would have been sitting behind the tree Eating the cake. Eating the cake. <laughs> Eating the cake, anime. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, so you had that and you had a girl pass out at the end. We don't know who got the last rose. Yeah. Um, she, she, you know, I'm sure she's fine. Give her some electrolytes. Hopefully she's okay. So, look. The Matt James weenie roast is how much of a weenie Matt James was on each episode of The Bachelor. Okay. Normally, it, it, it's, it's normally, you know what I'm saying? The worst is if you got a five-weenie episode. That's the worst. The best is a one-weenie, a single Oscar Mayer, if you will. 
I would like to reiterate that I am not participating in this roast. You're a part of the Matt James Sweeney roast, my proxy. Like, not by proxy, by association. You're uh, yeah, part definitely of the Matt, not by proxy. You're part of the Matt, Matt James Weenie roast, okay? So, I give Matt three weenies for this episode. I'll tell wow, you why. Wow, you raised it from the first episode. This would have only been a two, two and a half weenie episode. But let me tell you what the biggest weenest move of this whole episode by Matt James was. The biggest move was that Victoria came to Matt and ratted out the lady. What was her name? Madeline? Marilyn. Marilyn. Victoria came to Matt, ratted out Marilyn. And Matt took Victoria seriously. Marilyn, <laughs> who is a normal human being who's living with fucking Gargamel, had to end up going and apologizing and embarrassing yeah. herself on television that was because Mr. Oscar Maya himself couldn't see through the obvious, obvious crazy person of the show. I don't even want to say crazy and stigmatize mental health. I want to say the villain of the show. When he yeah. went for that, I'm like, yo, clean as the what, why are you doing? Like, what are you doing? That's that act that actually got him 0.5 all the way up to 1.5 more weenus on this episode. So I want to repeat that I am not participating in the roast, but I would like to add something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, hell yeah. Bring it, Rach. No, 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 no. Just to, to go along with your theory, we did have Matt James on my bachelor podcast and we talked about Victoria and he goes, you don't like her. And we said, five weenies. He said, five weenies. He said, I said, you did. And he goes, she's funny. And I said, where? She hasn't done anything that's funny. Wait, wait. And I go, when was she funny? Can you please give me an example from what we've seen? He's like, you didn't think it was funny the way she talked to Marilyn? Strike. Strike back, James. Five Matt James, I said, no, I don't like to see a bully Five bulldoze over somebody who can't defend themselves. Poor Marilyn. It was pitiful. It was painful to watch. He thought that was funny. I was shocked. No. Shocked. A shocked. Are we writing this down? No. Five out of five. <laughs> well, five out of five. Well, I'm merely providing five. information. I am not, I repeat, I am not participating in the weenie roast. I just five wanted to provide more information. Matt, you just, you just got him an extra 1.5 weenies. I weenus. did not. I, I just was simply giving the facts. You, just it, you, I didn't know nothing about that. You got him an extra 1.5 weenies. I will not take you responsibility. I will not take weenus. responsibility for That's this. That's a five. As a matter of fact, how about this? For the rest of uh, the season, he starts at five and works his way down. That's he starts five weenies, everything. Wow. Crazy. I, that's, that's all you. Mailback. Let's do it, Jackson. Come on. Hurry up. <laughs> from, <laughs> from Lexi Ford. What's your most and least favorite condiment? Ooh. Oh, God. Well, we all know I'm not a foodie. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not really in the condiments. The worst, I would say, is mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. Right. It smells to me. Yeah. I guess the best is ketchup. Van's going to have some elaborate thought as to why. You know how you talk about food. I mean, just oh. a second ago, you were eating cake behind the tree. You no, know what I mean? On the on the group date. <laughs> so go ahead. Explain what's the best and no, the worst for you. Uh, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. The best to me is ranch. The oh, worst to me. God. The best to me is ranch. The worst to me 
is mayonnaise, which is weird because ranch and mayonnaise are kind of like cousins. Is it consistency? That, it just tells you one thing right there that it just takes, you know, one extra parent to fuck all your cousins up. You know, some cousins you love, some cousins you hate. Man, ranch and mayonnaise are cousins, but ranch is better than mayonnaise. All right? it's re- And by the way, I don't like just like ranch. I like cranch. Do you know what cranch is? No. Cranch, they sell it. It's ketchup and mayonnaise, a ketchup and ranch mix. That's so disgusting. It's a ketchup and ranch mix. That's cranch. I got some in the uh, in the refrigerator right now. I put a little cranch. Like little they sell it, or you made it? No, they sell cranch. That's disgusting. Whatever. Move on, J- Jackson. <laughs> um, from Kelly Owens, what's some advice you'd give to your younger self? Van. Mm. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh um, uh, I think I tell my younger self that you're okay. Um, how young are we talking about? Are we talking about like which, like how old? I think that's Let's up to, to you. Let's go okay, to 20s. Let's go to 20s. 20s. I'd say you're cool. You're okay. You're all right. Don't worry about it. Like it's it going to be Okay. No, not that it's going to be okay. Like, you're okay now. Gotcha. It doesn't feel like you're okay. There are some things happening with you that, like, uh, you don't... Not that you're okay. I'd say it's not your fault. Mm. Gotcha. I'd say just don't worry about it. You, It's not your fault. There'll be a time where you'll start to figure it all out. That's what I would tell you. Okay. Mine would be you don't have to please everyone. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's a real introspective question, Jackson. I don't know. You kind of ruined everything. You should have picked something else. I see some other questions on there, and that made me sad for a second because I'm thinking about mailbag's a bit of a roller coaster. We're gonna be happy, sad. We're gonna be more more funny ones coming. But we know not to go back to the twenties. Yeah, I'm thinking about a 370 pound dude eating this stuff to death. You, Jackson, move on with the fucking mailbag. And come okay. To something. Hey. Well, <laughs> I didn't say 20. He's projecting. He's projecting. He's projecting. <laughs> All right. This, is, this one's fun. This one's fun. Sure, sure. Where's from, Abby? <laughs> from, is that who you Abby. <laughs> from DeAndre Vallejos, what is something your parents told you when you were younger that you fully believed only to realize later it wasn't true? Example, you can't drive with the lights on inside of the car. Oh, uh, something that my parents told me when you were younger that you fully believed only to realize later. What a fucking fantastic question that it wasn't true. Um, I feel oh, like you probably that, have a really good story. Oh, I do, but we don't have a lot of time. That leaving the refrigerator open makes the entire house cool. No, it don't. It makes the stuff inside the refrigerator warm. But like, I would leave the refrigerator open and my dad would be like, what you trying to cool off the whole house? What you doing? Close the door. It doesn't make the house cool at all. The stuff gets warm, but that doesn't make... You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'll keep it all the way gangster. 80% lies. That you were told as a kid? Eight out of 10, nigga. 80%. (laughs) 80% completely untrue. I know you don't. Because all your parents did was read you Bible verses. But like, Right. But for me, literally, eight out of 10, like you go somewhere with your uncle, be like, who is that woman talking to Uncle like that? Oh, that's just his friend. Don't worry about that. Don't tell your auntie nothing. All like I'm telling you, like eight eight out of ten lies. 
Lies. Okay, that, t- that he answers for me because I don't, he's right. They didn't really lie. At least I don't know if they did. They lied. I'm Senate. sure they lied. I just can't, I'm sure they lied to me. I just can't think of something. I, I just can't think of it right now. Yeah, yeah, lies. Good question, DeAndre. All right. Is that, was it? Uh, no, we can do another one. All right, come on, hurry up. From Akin Bruce, what's something most people don't know about you? Uh, something that most people don't know about you that I uh, am actually a people pleaser. I don't think people know that, that I, I actually, as problematic as I, I am, that. that I actually want people to like me. But I I'm, think people see that. Oh, wow. You think they see that? <laughs> 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 I... Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe that's just me speaking out. Well, I'm so I'm so like argumentative and opinionated. You would think that that wouldn't be the truth, right? But I'm the kind of person that beats you down with his opinion, and afterwards go, "Hey, man, let's go to Sonic." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what about See, you? Rich? I'm not. I'll be like, and I'm done with you. Hey, fuck um, your feelings. Well, how? What about you? What people don't know about me? Um, something people don't know about me. I played the piano, classic piano, for years in concerts. And I was, um, I played for church starting at age 11 all the way to 18. Oh, oh, you play songs. Can you still play? I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't been around a piano and it's, it's really sad. I went from five to 18. I was in competitions and then I went to church and played. I played in Sunday school. And I, th- I really think maybe it would come to me. Maybe some of the church songs would come to me. But yeah, mm. waste of talent. Waste of talent. You, you don't think you can remember anything, though? Maybe. Mm. If I sat down at a piano, maybe, piano, maybe it would come to maybe me. Maybe it would come back spirit. to you. you feel the yeah. spirit. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's enough Mel Black. Uh, uh, Mel Black. That's enough Mel Black. Jackson, thank you for uh, picking the, the, the questions that either stumped us or made us have to like combat our inner child. You do such a great job at your game, at your job. You know what I mean? We, what would we be without Jackson? What would we be without Jackson is the question. It's a real question. Whatever. Uh, all right. You got an unexpected ally of the week? No. You don't? I am. Um, well, I, I do, but I really don't feel like giving it to anybody because I feel so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm serious. I feel so disappointed by the things that have transpired this week. You know, I'm not going to give a hand clap to the 10 Republicans in the House that voted the way Hell that they should no. have when it comes to impeachment. I'm not giving you, I'm not doing that. The best thing I could think of is Airbnb. Why would they do? Um, I don't want to get the story wrong. I don't have it pulled up, but Airbnb in light, in anticipation of what could possibly happen at the Capitol, I believe they are canceling their reservations. They're not allowing people to come in, stay in place in their on their property so they can go possibly do damage or worse, like what happened last week. So good for them for being proactive. Yeah, I don't have an unexpected ally of the week. It's tough, week right? It's, it's tough. It's getting tougher. Uh, I'll make sure that, you know, we have one next week if people deserve it. But it's a lot of shit going on and, you know, we have to work through it. You guys, make sure you take breaks. We tell you to take your thinking caps off, but make sure uh, you are, you're able to decompress from some of this stuff, man. It's really, really heavy out here, and we haven't even, on this podcast, mm. talked about COVID. So, my God. All right, uh, that's enough for us. 
Our learning is over. Take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out.